Welcome back sci-fi fans, I'm your host and science fiction author Wayne. You can find my books Broken Ceasefire and Xander Salvation on the Amazon bookstore under my author name of W.A. Blinko. This is the third part of my Arnold Schwarzenegger season and I couldn't go any further in the series without a lot of fans screaming why haven't I covered this one already. So not to disappoint you, this episode is all about Conan the Barbarian. Conan was released in 1982 and is one of Schwarzenegger's earliest films, starring Max von Sydow, James Earl Jones and William Smith, just to name a few of the cast. The story is about a young boy who ends up in slavery after his mother and father are killed fighting a group of mercenaries and savages, led by Thursla Doom. Once Conan becomes an adult, he is a fearless leader and appears almost invincible as a fighter. Once free, he sets about plotting his revenge against Thursla Doom. Arnold Schwarzenegger um, was still in his fledgling acting career after leaving the bodybuilding side. He was a successful bodybuilder and he had many successes, winning the Mr. Universe title five times and a staggering six years in a row, Mr. Olympia, before finally retiring from bodybuilding and pursuing acting. Schwarzenegger would go on to have limited success with his early films, and it was Conan the Barbarian that kind of put him on the map as a serious actor at the ripe old age of 33. One of those earlier films was Pumping Iron, which was released in 1977. Reportedly, one of the producers had seen a rough cut of this film and this brought Arnold Schwarzenegger to the uh, producer's attention. So um, one of the problems that Arnold Schwarzenegger had, particularly early on in his career, was his thick Austrian accent. This is something that James L. Jones and Max von Sydow helped him with on set of Conan. Incidentally, James L. Jones was a late addition to the cast and this was due to his commitments on Broadway. So they had to make sure that they could fit each other in like sinking diaries as they would have done, make sure that James L. Jones was free. Uh, in James L. Jones and Arnold Schwarzenegger became good friends on set with Arnold helping to keep James L. Jones in shape. So they kind of helped each other out at that point. Both Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sandy Bergman performed their own stunts. Incidentally, some of the uh, stuntmen would take too long to die and were given an extra money just to lie down and stay down. When production wrapped, Arnold Schwarzenegger kept the snake dagger as a momentum. In the um, scene where arrows are being fired at the snake, these were real arrows being fired by John Mullis. So, um, yeah, no... He was considered the best archer out of the cast, so he kind of got that role and responsibility. Conan the Barbarian was actually the last film to be released in the cinema by a major studio with a mono soundtrack. And this surprises me somewhat, given that the film was released in 1982. Now, this might have been to do with budget constraints. I'm not entirely sure, or perhaps the location, which I'll get to in a second. Initially, production began in Yugoslavia, and this might be one of the considerations why the soundtrack is in mono, but because of the uncertainty and political instability in the country, production was ultimately moved to Spain. 
So can you imagine going up against Arnold Schwarzenegger in in a conflict, in a fight? Um, but to be honest, me neither. I, I wouldn't even entertain it. But for the film, all of his adversaries had to be bigger than him. And this is something that Schwarzenegger wasn't used to. Kayesho Yamakasi was responsible for training Schwarzenegger, Sandy Bergman and Jerry Lopez. Yamakasi also choreographed the fight scenes and incidentally Yamakasi also has a cameo as one of Conan's instructors in the film and that's kind of reminiscent again art imitating real life. Because there were um, quite a few production delays on Conan Arnold Schwarzenegger took up smaller supporting roles in other projects to give him more experience in front of the camera. And they say never work with children or animals. And I just wonder whether anyone had told Arnold Schwarzenegger this before he started his acting career. As the camel that he was riding on would quite often just walk into the huts with Schwarzenegger hitting himself on the wooden beams. Incidentally, one of the clauses in Arnold Schwarzenegger's contract for Conan the Barbarian was that they prohibited him from starring or having any part in any other sword and sorcery film. So they just kind of got him in that watertight contract. Thalusa Doom's mountain fortress was actually built on the spot by the set designer who didn't use any... Um, didn't use any plans or any drawings or anything to create it just literally had an idea in his head and put it up which is quite a talent now believe it or not Arnold Schwarzenegger had never seen or ridden a camel before this film this is probably why the camel gave him so much hassle to begin with <laughs> and um, this is the first time that he was filming a Hollywood film in a different country so he picked up a lot of Spanish because most of the people working on the set didn't speak English. In the opening scene of Conan the Barbarian, we see him as a child. And this child, was the child playing him, was George Sands. He was uh, quite prolific as a child actor at the time. And he then went on to pursue acting as a profession into adulthood as well. What's the problems with filming? One of the problems with filming is consistency. And this is one of the reasons why in Lord of the Rings, the Helm's Deep scene is filmed at night and in the rain. In the book, the battle for Helm's Deep takes place during the day. And it, I think it's bright and sunny weather-wise, but weather is unpredictable. So they changed it to a night battle with rain. And then that way they'd have the consistency throughout the scene. Now, how's that related to Conan? Well, with Conan, it didn't snow leading up to filming. So... What the crew had to do, they started to put out fake snow on the ground and on the sets. And then just as they started to film, guess what? It snowed. <laughs> so a little bit of um, Murphy's Law there, isn't there? Other points relating to the weather. Arnold Schwarzenegger actually got sunburnt whilst filming the scene where he's hanging in the tree. And the scene where he's thrown into a fountain required a few takes. So by the end of it, Schwarzenegger was literally quite physically tired men mentally tired and physically beaten up by the end of the uh, before they managed to wrap that scene up now a couple of actors were considered ahead of Arnold Schwarzenegger for the lead role and these were Charles Bronson Sylvester Stallone and William Smith and if you remember in the previous episode 
I highlighted the fact that Sylvester Stallone was also considered for the Terminator as well. Now, in The Last Action Hero, they actually parody this by having a cardboard cutout of Sylvester Stallone playing the Terminator. So again, a little bit, a little bit of art mimicking reality yet again. Incidentally, John Huston was considered for the role of King Osek. Conan the Barbarian um, based, was based on a comic strip by Robert E. Howard, dating from the 1930s, and they used a combination of elements from the comics in the film. And Arnold Schwarzenegger had never heard of um, the series when Edward R. Pressman approached him to play the lead. So I think after a bit of discussion, he managed to show him his, his vision and Arnold was quite happy with it in the end. In the original start again. In the original screenplay, the skeleton of the Atlantan general actually comes alive and fights Conan once he takes his sword. Um, not every character in Conan and in the town of Conan the Barbarian has a name, and these are Conan's father, Conan's mother, Red Hair, the witch, the wizard, and the princess. Uh, those last three sound a little bit like a book, don't they? Then in, in the original draft of the screenplay, Oliver Stone was Oliver Stone done the original screenplay and it was originally intended to take place in a post-apocalyptic world inhabited by mutants. The scene where Conan throws the lit torch at the palace was done in one take, despite the fact that Arnold Schwarzenegger was supposed to throw the torch through the central window of the balcony. However, they couldn't do a retake because the set proceeded to burn down as intended. So, yeah, there you go. One take for that one. And that's where I'm going to wrap up this episode. Thank you very much for allowing me to talk to you for the last 10 minutes or so about Conan the Barbarian. As I said at the beginning of the episode, I am a science fiction author and you can find my books Broken Ceasefire and Xander Salvation on the Amazon bookstore under my author name of W.A. Blinko. I also do a YouTube channel called Sci-Fi Fans and I also have a TikTok channel, guess what, called Sci-Fi Fans. I'd really appreciate it if you join me on those platforms as well. And if you haven't done so already, then please do leave a comment or subscribe to this podcast wherever you may be listening to me on. Take care of yourselves and I'll be back next week. Regards, Wayne. I couldn't resist that last one. Take care.